Simplified Chaos, Episode 29. Life is beautiful and full of chaos. And it can get slightly out of hand if that shit's not tamed. We're here to share how to simplify the little things to start leading a more purposeful life. This is Simplified Chaos. Hello, hello, wonderful listeners. Welcome to Simplified Chaos. This is Jillian, and I'm with my co-host, Nicholas. What's going on, folks? We're back. Back from Copenhagen. We are. I said that with a very Baltimore accent. (laughs) Copenhagen. Damn. We're feeling very refreshed. Yes, we are feeling very refreshed. It feels like we haven't done this in a while, but we did leave you with an episode last week on teaching and how we need to listen to kids more yes if you haven't listened to that one check it out but this week we are talking about traveling with no expectations we sure are and it's fucking awesome it is so this episode we're covering kind of our mindset going into it how we had no expectations which made our trip a lot lighter and happier and we're sharing some uh, some of the experiences we've had along the journey and uh, some little bloopers here and there. Yeah, and yeah. There how we handled it and <laughs> how it just ended up being really fun. And it's all about how you go with it. So, uh, That's right. Yeah, I'm excited. Well, before we dive into that, as always, let's talk a little gratitude. Jilly, what are you grateful for? Don't steal mine. I'm grateful for our hosts. Damn it! <laughs> um, shout out to our, our so friends. So this will be a joint <laughs> gratitude then yeah um man you can't put a price tag on friendship and uh just having friends somewhere where you're vacationing makes it so much easier yes because we really didn't do much planning because they were our tour guides literally they took us around and showed us the good spots the good parks what what places were worth visiting what places may not be worth our time and showed us some good food places and yeah. it made the trip that much sweeter because they're so awesome and caring and they shared their home with us and their kitchen and it was just really really lovely i'm so grateful for them yeah no I, I, and i'm going to second that this is a you know a friend of mine who i've known since high school and you know we've been close friends for for a while and just the fact that you know they open up their house to us let us stay there joined in some of our fun um you know i wish they had time to take off of work to to do a little bit more with us but i mean they made the most of it as well um during our time there and even uh my buddy he messaged me on our way back and said he's like even though i wasn't off of work he's like i feel refreshed and so it was just great catching up hanging out with them for a long time uh and seeing a a new country a, a new city and a new way of people living yeah it's pretty damn epic (laughs) yeah so we want to thank them very much um for hosting us over the last nine and a half days yeah thank Uh, you it was amazing can't thank you enough yes so with that let's get into today's topic traveling with no expectations and before we jump into that Mm -hmm. you might want to check out episode three the number three episode that we did on expectations in general but now we're getting a little more specific with traveling yeah, so I think before even traveling, I think just planning a trip can be very stressful yes. and thinking about the trip and what to bring. So I think what helped simplify it for us was that we said we were going to have no expectations for how the trip was going to go, mm-hmm. how the flight was going to go, because this was our first time traveling with Lucille, who is almost 14 months now. But, 
you know, we've never done it before. We didn't know how it was going to go. So we didn't want to set any, I guess, standards where like, this is what's going to happen. And right. This is how we want it to go. It was kind of like, you know what? We have no freaking idea. We're going to go with Lucille's moods, you know, her personality, like, because that's completely changed throughout the trip. It's been crazy. I feel like we went to Copenhagen she and came, came back, back a completely with a different yeah, yeah. baby. Yeah. It's, it's insane. So we set no expectations. We really didn't have an agenda of what we wanted to see or any of that because we weren't sure how she was going to be. So I think just setting that tone really helped make the trip a lot lighter because if we managed to get something done it was like yay point for us and i will say that usually when i travel i do kind of get a little bit of anxiety it's like you know am i going to make the flight on time how early should i get there and, and you start thinking about you know all the things that could go wrong and oftentimes it never does go wrong and this trip because i had the mindset of no expectations no expectations especially with an infant with us and made it that much more enjoyable. Like I didn't stress out going through security or, you know, making sure that we're at the airport on time. Like I felt totally relaxed on the day that we, we flew out. And even on the way day that we flew back, totally relaxed because I had no expectations. It was amazing. And you know, something I think we did um, subconsciously is that we kind of had roles. We didn't really talk about it, but I think that really made it a lot simpler for us. Like your role was, dealing with all of the flight information like you're the one who booked the tickets you dealt with the flight at, i mean um you know just getting our bags checked and i was lucille like yeah. i was all about lucille keeping her with me feeding her when she needed to be fed and you kind of dealt with all of the logistics of the traveling which made it that much easier that we had a specific role and we stuck to it mm-hmm. i think it can sometimes get complicated when we want to do it all and like oh i'll i'll do this part and you know, um, then I do the bags. It's, it's, I feel like we didn't really mix in so much as um, the planning. I don't know how to put that. Um, yeah, yeah. Like, no, but we all had our defined roles. And, you know, without was, even really talking yeah. about it, it was kind of funny how it just kind of worked yeah. out that way. No, I mean, it was just, you know, I, I think that with the travel plans, because we were going to see, you know, I don't want to say my friends, you know, because they're our friends, but because, yeah. you know, Danny and I were the ones kind of coordinating everything. Um, it made it easier for me to just do the travel and, and all that stuff. Um, luckily, they have a, an amazing um, public transportation system over in, over in Copenhagen, so it made it that much easier when we got to that airport. And we'll get into the flight in just a, a few minutes. But um, you know, it was even though we didn't talk about it, we did have very yeah, clear you dealt and defined with all roles. the transportation like responsibilities in Copenhagen, like getting the cards to load the money on for transportation and. So that just, I think by setting roles, I think this is kind of cool that I noticed this now because we can yeah. make sure to set role, roles the next time we travel because I think it made it that much easier. It did. Like if I was feeding Lucille, like man, she was on my nipples a uh, lot. Yeah. That you took care of all the diaper changes when we were at the airport and on the plane and that made it a little bit less chaotic for me. Well, I saw that. how much she was on your nipples. So I was like, <laughs> the least I could do is change her diaper. Yeah. So I think just setting roles before the trip just really helped make it a little bit easier for both of us and less stressful absolutely so you want to talk about packing sure let's dive into it yeah so i want to say that packing was probably the easiest that we've ever packed on a trip we got things all of our stuff me you and lucille in one suitcase and this isn't a giant suitcase at all no this is a i would say a medium-sized bag on wheels. On wheels. But there was a couple things that I think made packing easier. Number one is 
I'll go back to it again, Marie Kondo and the way that we fold our clothes, it made it very easy to get all of our clothes in there because they all stack up and it don't take up as much spaces. So yep. we were able to do our clothes. That was your role. Yeah. I just gave you what I wanted in there and you're the one who packed the suitcase. So yeah, good job packing up. Yeah. But it was just, it was very easy, like just getting all that stuff into to one bag. And then we had to put some uh, stroller accessories in the bag. We had to put her Ergo Baby, which we didn't even use, but that was in the bag. Didn't take um, up that much space. No, it didn't take up much space. Um, so, you know, we had everything in one bag and then we had the pack and play. Yep. So that she, uh, so Lucille had a place to sleep at night. And we both had our backpacks, which your backpack had mostly Lucille's diaper stuff and then a couple personal things for you and food. And the last thing we had was the Bob stroller, which is our, what we call our deluxe stroller. It's, it's the, our high end of the, of the two strollers that we had. And it was a Natmobile and it was a godsend. Yes. (laughs) Um, I will say that that we brought the oversized stroller, even though it sounds stressful, you know, having an oversized stroller yeah it made all the difference in copenhagen it made traveling that much sweeter and she could kind of go with i guess the things that we wanted to do she could just nap if she wanted to nap Mm -hmm. or not nap if she didn't want to nap like it made just going with the flow we could ebb and flow because we brought the stroller everywhere and Yes. And there's a lot of cobblestone streets there. So if we had (laughs) her regular stroller, it would have been hell for her. Like she would be the most shaken baby in the entire world. But the Bob runs smoothly over all that stuff. So, I mean, she was sleeping even though we were going over cobblestone. This is not an advertisement. No, it's not. (laughs) But but if you need a good stroller, get the Bob stroller. Yeah. But it wasn't that, it wasn't a horrible experience taking an oversized stroller to the airport on the flight. We rolled it right up to the gate at when we were here in Dulles mm-hmm. uh, and we flew out of Dulles uh, International so we were able to roll it all the way up to the gate fold it up and they took it down in the plane then we picked it up in oversized baggage when we got to Copenhagen now when we were in the Copenhagen's airport we actually had to check the stroller pretty early um, before we got through everything because it was an oversized item and the, just the way the airport's set up they don't allow you to take it up to the the gate which was fine. It, yeah, but Copenhagen yeah. thinks of everything, especially yes, with do. kids. They had these little luggage carriers that transformed into like a baby carrier too at yeah. the top, kind of like a shopping cart. Man, they think of everything. They're very creative and innovative over there, and that made it easier too. But yes. yeah, we also didn't pack a lot of clothes because we stayed with friends. They had a washer and dryer. So I literally brought 10 items of clothing, and that was it. And even if you're not staying with friends, bringing just a few items of clothing, every town has a laundromat that you can go to for, for an hour and, and wash your clothes. So, you know, there was really no need for us to to overpack. And there's really, when you think about it, no need to overpack for any vacation. And I was completely fine wearing the same shirt like three or four times. Like I did a a little challenge before I went on vacation. So that way I was like prepared to like bring less. It was the 10 by 10 challenge. If you want to check out that, just go to the Clean and Simple Life. And I have Insta stories about the wardrobe challenge that just helped make it that much more simpler and Less yeah. bulky and just carrying everything is just a waste. Waste of energy, a waste of time. Because most of the stuff you don't need. You bring things just in case and really it's like you never take it or you never use it. The one thing that we brought that I didn't think that we would have to bring, but I'm glad our uh, host told us to, was the rain jackets. A lightweight windbreaker yes. rain jacket. Because the first two to three days that we were there, 
it was a very late misty rain and it was a little chilly but you know those things worked and we were able to walk, walk in with, the rain yeah walk in the rain and it, it wasn't that big of a deal so those are a little bit more in the bulky at least my jacket's a little bit more bulky but I, we still had room in our suitcase to pack that as well which was awesome and we also didn't pack i think not a lot of toys for Lucille, no, no. we packed one book, which I think we only ended up using at the very end of the yes. trip, and a rattle, because she really doesn't need toys. She's really curious about silverware and napkins and, and cups. papers, so I feel like this is just a good standard set for future traveling that we don't have to pack toys for Lucille. Right. She finds excitement in what we find excitement in and things that we use, so it was nice not packing a bunch of stuff for her right just her clothes and that was it and 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 that's the other thing uh i think the last thing i wanted to mention on packing was that we also didn't pack any diapers except for what we needed on the plane you can always buy diapers at your your destination they're They're very bulky and so we had we we had a package of diapers waiting for us when we got there from our friends and we were able to bring a few home you know, we didn't go through all of them, but we only had a, a handful really to, to bring back home, which lasted through the flight. Yeah. So it was perfect. Yeah. Anything else on packing? No, I think that's it. Yeah. I think we're so good. it was very easy. So let's talk a little bit about the flight. Yeah. So the flight. Um, so we didn't have to buy a ticket for Lucille. She didn't have her own seat of any kind. Um, we honestly got a bonus when we got on the plane. So we boarded yeah. the plane at the end. I know sometimes they let children get on the plane oh, at the yeah. very beginning. We waited to the hell very end. The hell with that. It's like, I don't <laughs> want to be in a confined environment with Lucille who, you know, she's just going to want to crawl and explore. And so we waited to the very, very end and then got on the plane, which worked out really well. And when we got on the plane, we had these really nice seats that had extra space in the front. And the extra space was because they have a bassinet option, which we didn't know. Had no idea. No idea we could get a bassinet that just kind of hooked into the wall, which was really, really nice. We were not planning to put her in something to sleep. We were just planning on holding her and just letting her fall asleep on us. But the fact that we had that bassinet and we could just lay her in there, she I think she slept for about three hours on the way there. It's an eight-hour eight hour flight. It was three and a half, yeah. So, and it was a red eye, too. We, we flew overnight. Which was nice. Yes. Flying a red eye with the baby was I think a lot of parents had told me that that Highly was a great idea. Um, so yeah, the flight was, it was not as chaotic as I guess, you know, we paint these worst case scenarios really in do. our head, but because we went on there with no expectations and a positive mindset, it was really nice. And we met parents of a little girl, like they were a set of parents right beside us too, which made it a little bit sweeter. So we got to meet and talk with some parents of a, like they just had a baby like it was she their was first like, flight with yeah. a baby she and had, we're, they were going months. through the same thing that we were going through so it was fun to connect yeah. to people and just kind of share what we were going through with her lucille and lucille made a new friend yeah which was cute. but yeah for the for those who are worried about traveling with an infant it can be fun it can you know go perfectly well i will say when we were originally planning this flight we were gonna go on wow airlines and i'm kind of you know, looking back on it and saying, thank God they did go bankrupt because we would have had to connect um, in Iceland. It's kind of like Southwest where it's just, you know, you, you pick your seats. So we would have had to board first because we would want to get pretty decent seats. So, yeah, so our flight that we took, there yeah. was no stops. It was direct flight. Direct flight. Yeah. So we flew uh, Scandinavian airline systems, uh, which flew out of Dulles. It was worth the drive to Dulles. Um, 
which is about an hour and 10 minutes from our house. And they, they treated us very well. Even the people at the folks at the airport, when they see that we are with an infant, they will allow you to cut the line in security. Um, when we came back, uh, Lucille fell asleep in customs, uh, in the line, which was an hour and a half. And that's another topic for me to, to gripe about, but you, you don't know, need a grape about it. Everyone had to ridiculous. go through it. We're all about positivity here. Um, we made the most out of it. it but, fine. you know, they they jumped us because Lucille was asleep in my arms, which was awesome at the same time. But, yeah, the flights were, were very easy. Like, your boob was on demand for Lucille. I'm grateful that I am still <laughs> breastfeeding because it did make it less chaotic that she could just get on me whenever she wanted to. Anytime she got fussy... Or you could just tell she was getting cranky or tired, you know, instead of trying to like soothe her with, you know, just by rubbing her or just singing to her. Um, literally, the boob is my best weapon. And yeah. I'm not probably going to be breastfeeding much longer because that really was a good last hurrah for me because, man, she, I feel like my nipples are going to fall off now. But I'm grateful <laughs> for them and they worked very well. You were a rock star. But, um, we also brought snacks um, for the plane ride, which made it easier. She mm -hmm. really loves those little packs that you can squeeze that are mixed like with beets and carrots and spinach. And we did bring lar bars, which were a big hit for Lucille. Mm -hmm. And we and did they're get, very small and easy to pack. Yeah, and uh, the the flight did give us two meals. They were okay, but we're we're glad we packed snacks because if we didn't like it, which on the way home it, it, we were not a fan of the meal, <laughs> no. we just nibbled on our snacks. So I think being prepared with food and just having water was was a game changer too. Because yeah. I can, I mean, I could be, have been very hangry if I didn't have snacks. Like I could see myself getting in a totally different kind of headspace because <laughs> when I'm hungry, mm -hmm. uh, it completely changes yeah. uh, my mood. <laughs> and that's another reason why I'm, I'm glad we didn't choose a budget airline, you know, especially flying internationally for eight hours. That would have been a, a little bit more probably brutal. We probably would have had to pack a little bit more than what we, what we packed. So I'm glad that we actually spent a little extra money on getting a flight that was direct that served meals and was very kid friendly. Agreed. Anything else about the flights, Jilly? Oh, and they had TVs, but we didn't use them no. at all. No. And I don't know about you, but I felt it made the flight go a little bit quicker it because did. we were constantly interacting with Lucille and just going with her. Like she was on the floor at some points playing and we were interacting with her. But. We didn't have time to be on. I mean, when she was asleep, I was sleeping. Yeah. I know you may have gotten on sleep. for a little bit, but I didn't. We didn't use the screens at all to entertain her. Plus, she doesn't really like screens. She'd rather just look at the people. She's all about people watching. And now she's at that stage where she was saying hi to everybody. So yeah, I just thought was. it was interesting that they had entertainment if we needed it, but we didn't use the distraction. Lucille we didn't have to. was the entertainment. She, yes. <laughs> yes, she was. In a good way. All right. All right. So you want to dive into the experience? Yeah. Our, our vacation experience? Um, and I think a lot of the stress in traveling can also come about when it comes to spending money. Yeah. And I, I think Nick and I are both on the same page. And if you want to check out our budgeting episode, we 
our value is definitely experiences. Like that is one of our huge things that mm-hmm. we make sure that we save in advance for. So anything that has to do with activities or food or going out, like we made sure to really plan ahead and save an abundance of money so that we weren't, you know, Yeah, we weren't stressed or worried about, oh, oh my gosh, we can't get coffee like three times during the day. Like that's going to be out of budget. (laughs) We did drink a lot of coffee. We did. And we just had, we just did what we wanted to do. And just being able to make those decisions and not have to be like, well, let me look at my budget and let me look back and see how much I spent. It was really just carefree because we knew we saved so much money. We were going to be okay with whatever we decided to do on vacation. And that's what we value. And not everyone may have the same values, but it was... It was really good for us. It was great. And and part of the reason why I think we had a, an influx of money this time is that we didn't vacation. We didn't take a big vacation last year because Lucille was born and, you know, we weren't going to go anywhere far away from her. So we, we had a little bit extra this year and we have we still have a lot of money for another vacation, which we're looking to take a little bit later this year. Charleston, looking at you. Um, More getaways. Yeah. So... You know, it, it was one of those things where we didn't think twice about spending money on, on anything, and it was great. And I think money can be a huge stressor when you're traveling. Yeah. So, so I'm glad that we planned ahead to just to minimize that, yeah. even thinking about it. So, you know, if traveling and vacationing is important to you, you know, make sure that that's in your budget strategy so that you're not stressing about it when you do travel. Because that can take a, you know, it could be a big damper on, on your travel plans. So... Just make sure that you have an abundance of money there that you can just spend it how you want to. Because, again, kind of one of those things with going in with no expectations, we had no plans either. and Which made it fun because each day was fun. like, what do we want to do today? And I, I want to mention, I think that helps simplify traveling as well. If we, we didn't have this rigid expectation or rigid schedule of what everything we wanted to see when we went there, it was kind of like we woke up. You know, we talked to our hosts and said, hey, like, you know, what do you guys recommend? And we picked one thing. We picked one thing to do. And then if we happen to explore and come across a park or a different part of town, then we enjoyed it. But it was nice just planning one thing during the day. And then whatever happened, happened. It just created more space for just exploring and hanging out at parks and picnicking and picnicking. I... We picnicked a lot. I loved eating outside. Like the parks there are beautiful, and just seeing everyone outdoors there. Like I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know if many of you know about Copenhagen, but I mean, their primary way of transportation is biking. So there are more bikes than humans there. <laughs> yeah, fact. So just seeing everybody outdoors all the time was just really inspiring, and just makes me want to be outdoors even more here in Maryland. Yeah. No, it was. It was amazing, and it was just nice to say, oh, hey, there's a park. Mm-hmm. Let's go yeah, chill let's out and grab, grab a lunch. sandwich. Yeah. We'll grab a pastry because we ate a lot of pastries. We had a lot of pastries. And we always had a blanket with us, which was great. We didn't mm-hmm. bring a blanket with us, but you know, our hosts said, hey, like you're probably going to need this. So we kept one in the bottom of our Bob stroller, and I feel like we were always busting out that blanket yeah, and laying somewhere, yeah. anywhere. It was, it was really fun. Yeah, no, it was great. So, let's see. What else? Eating. <laughs> we ate a lot. Good idea, yeah. hon. <laughs> we did. We ate a lot. And I think one way that, I don't know about you, it made me feel a little less stressed was the fact that we had access to a kitchen. Yes. So, I get kind of weird when I have to eat out all the time because I know that's just 
that's just a lot of consuming things that may not be the healthiest for me. So being able to prepare breakfast every morning made mm-hmm. me feel a little more at home. So I think having that access to a kitchen was really great for me. Every morning we would have coffee, we would make breakfast, and then we would pack some kind of lunch for Lucille. And that made it easier for Lucille too. We could kind of prep her meals before and put in a little cooler bag that we would just put in our backpack. So I think just having that access Mm -hmm. made it a little bit less stressful for me. And then lunch and dinner, like we didn't know what was going to happen. We kind of just went with it and said, hey, we'll, we'll figure out lunch when we're out. We'll figure out dinner when we're out. Yeah. And it made it a little little more streamlined. <laughs> exactly. It also helped that it was Jazz Fest when we were there. Yes, we so, did not plan for no, that. No, we did not plan for that at all. And I think that kind of goes back to eating and even drinking a little bit. You know, we would, you know, pack lunches and go sit out on the grass and listen to jazz or have a couple beers, you know, which is one of the things you can walk around with beer anywhere in Copenhagen. Mm-hmm. So we would grab a couple beers from the market, head over, lay out the blanket, and you know just kind of chill back and listen to some yes. And I think, honestly, because we walked everywhere, I mean, I really don't have guilt when I eat, but I think it made yeah. it even sweeter knowing that, hey, we're walking a hell of a lot. Yeah. I'm going to eat and drink whatever I want. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think I enjoy vacation more, and I'm just a happier person overall, is when I get to move a lot on mm-hmm. vacation. I'm not a huge runner, but I like walking. So the fact that we could walk anywhere in that city and just go any place we wanted to go was just phenomenal. That made me definitely a happier and less stressful person on vacation. Yeah, I mean, we had public transportation access. So some days we would take the bus to the train or we would walk to the train into the city. And then the last couple of days we were like, F that. We're just going to walk to the city from their place, which is a long walk. But, man, it was gorgeous. You walk right along the water. Um, there's paths everywhere and there are bike paths everywhere so it's very pedestrian friendly there and i think there's something to it like if you're traveling internationally you're on a flight for a really long time you want to have a vacation where you can get to anything you want to get to just by walking like you want to be in a city that's very it has great walkability because to me walkability equals happiness so i think that it worked out really well that copenhagen was one of those cities and it made just a lot it made me happier being able to move whenever i wanted to yeah so let's talk a little bit about the sleeping arrangements yeah and we had a lot of our listeners ask questions about like what we did with lucille because of the time difference there was a six hour time difference oh, yeah. so getting there i was exhausted i didn't really sleep much on the plane no it's it's well it's impossible for me to sleep on a plane i know you've been able to kind of doze in and out but it's even i guess a little even though the, the, the Lucille was in that bassinet and she was kind of zipped into it just in case we both fell asleep, like yeah. there are safety precautions <laughs> and stuff like that. You still wanted to like be there when she woke up mm-hmm. too, so or in case she got startled or if there was turbulence, which there wasn't. But yeah, it's tough to sleep on a flight. And when you're moving ahead six hours, it can get a little tough. That's where the jet lag comes in. Yeah, so we got there and I was extremely tired and I know I took a nap. Um, Lucille took a nap. I think a yes. lot of naps I had with Lucille in the mornings were together on our bed. And the first two nights, Lucille did not want to go in her pack and play. Um, I think she was just a little, just going through all these changes yeah. with waking up and sleeping, you know. So the first two nights, she did not sleep in her pack and play. But after that, she did. 
Um, but it was funny. We had to develop a routine where she would fall asleep and we would put her on our bed first and she would just sleep on our bed and yeah. we had to wait till she got into a deep slumber and then we would transfer her into the pack and play and that seemed to work really well. Yeah. But for the most part, we we didn't change much. I mean, I feel like we had very slow mornings, so we would go to bed. I mean, some nights I would go to bed at nine. Some nights Lucille would go to bed at nine. Some nights I would go to bed at midnight. And some nights Lucille would go to bed, bed at midnight too. So yeah. there was no like we exact bedtime because of the time difference. We just kind of went with how our bodies were feeling and we made it work. And if Lucille was tired, she slept in her bob. Or that one time she slept on you when we were walking in the museum. Yeah, yeah. She was getting really fussy. We couldn't carry, we couldn't have the stroller in the museum. You were carrying her and it was in like this really dark setting yeah. because it was like setting tone. It was very easy tone. for her to fall asleep there. <laughs> and you carried her and she slept for like a good 30 minutes. So Lucille got a lot of um, naps here and there. And yes. we just went with it. It was, it was a lot of fun. It, it was, was great. I, I guess I was that, if I had to worry about one thing, it was going to be the time change and it really was a lot less chaotic yeah. than I thought it was going to be. Well, and one of the nice things about Copenhagen, especially this time of the year, is that it does stay daylight a lot later than it does here in, in Maryland. So it was light until they said sundown was like 954, but really the you could still see blue sky at almost 1145 at night. Mm -hmm. Now, I mean, that was basically dusk at that point. Yeah. But even though the sun quote unquote went down at 954 you still had about another hour of, of quote daylight really yeah so it made it easier for us to have slower mornings because we knew we had a lot of daylight in the day true so we would wake up maybe around seven because lucille would wake up we would do whatever and then next thing you know lucille and jill are back asleep <laughs> yeah we would sleep <laughs> until like nine or ten and then once we woke up, we would have coffee, we'd make breakfast, and we probably wouldn't get out of the place until maybe like 12 or 1, yeah. and then that's when we would start our day. But that was the great thing of creating space in our schedule. Like, we right. had no expectation of being somewhere at a specific time. We just kind of got there when we got there, and it made it a lot easier. So yeah, we, adjusted, we adjusted to the environment that we were in. I know if we were in a different time zone or a different place on, on the globe that got a little less daylight, we probably would have jump-started our morning a little bit earlier. But because we had such long days and we realized that, we just kind of went with it. Yeah, we just listened to our bodies. I mean, I'm all about if I feel tired, I'm going to sleep if there's a bed around. So there was no like forcing Lucille to go to bed at a certain time and waking her up at a certain time because that's just not me. I just kind of go with her bodily cue so whenever she <laughs> wants to sleep we let her sleep when she wants to wake up we let her wake up yep. um we're definitely not those parents that are very rigid and strict with scheduling especially going to a completely different environment we know there's already going to be a lot of changes and we just want to make it as less you know stressful for her as well so yeah, yeah that's all about our sleeping yeah all right anything else you want to jump into uh no i think we're ready to go into some resources? Some resources. Let's do it. What do you got for us, Jilly? So the resource for today's episode is a book that I read when I was in Copenhagen. And if anyone doesn't know much about Copenhagen, they have a certain vibe yes. in Denmark. And it's called Hygge. 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 It's spelled H-Y-G-G-E. And this book was titled The Little Book of Hygge, The Danish Way to Live Well. And... This book, it kind of explains kind of the feeling of Denmark right. and the feeling of 
Copenhagen in general. And it's not something, it's hard to explain it, but it's a very chill, cozy, comfortable place. Right. They try to make it very relaxed and not very, you know, formal and... um. Yeah, a lot of it just kind of aligned with our values and how we feel about life. And it was just, there's no translation for it. Like, and there's no English word for it, but, yeah. you know, oh, it's Hugo just a feeling. It's yeah. a Norwegian word, and it's it means well-being. And for anybody who didn't know, I didn't know before we went to Denmark, but Denmark is often said to be the happiest country in the world. And they say it comes down to one thing, and that's the Hugo, which is... It's translated as everything from the art of creating intimacy to coziness of the soul and taking pleasure from the presence of soothing things. And we're all about taking pleasure for yeah. the simple things. And We hugate hard. We, we, we were huglet. <laughs> yeah. Huglet. Um, so the resource I have is they named in one of the chapters, and it was a very um, coffee table book. Like you could pick it up and read it. Mm-hmm. Any chapter you wanted to, um, it almost makes me want to buy it and keep it here because I'm all about keeping this Hugay vibe going in Maryland. But they had a chapter and it was 10 inexpensive Hugay activities. I hope I'm really saying this right. <laughs> Every time I say it, I'm hug. like, hug, hug. We call it hug. Hugay. So 10 expensive Hugay activities are number one, bring out the board games. Yeah. So maybe watch less TV play on your iPad less. We don't have iPads, but bring back the basics and just, yeah, just chill over some fun board board games. games. Yeah. Yeah. Number two, have a pantry party. So bring ingredients to make something that goes in the pantry or a fridge. So like invite your friends over and, you know, one friend can bring over ingredients to make jam or maybe another friend can come over and bring ingredients to make bread. And then all of these people have different things that you can munch on and grub on and it's kind of cool. Number three, TV night. So maybe have a night where, like, we're going to watch Game of Thrones together, even though Game of Thrones is over. But, you know. No spoilers here. (laughs) Making it a point to gather together over a movie or something like that. Number four, set up a mini library in in your house if you have a lot of different families living in your environment or in your neighborhood. And I've seen that some of the neighborhoods around us where they have a, like, um, a take, take-home library where sure. it's a little stand that sits outside and you can borrow books and then put them back in so yeah those are pretty cool we should start something like that in our neighborhood that'd be kind of be cool. able to do that oh and i didn't mention this but hugo is all about making time with family and friends so all these yes. activities i'm mentioning i'm sorry i didn't say that before are all about just getting together they want to just encourage you to just spend more time with your family and friends so all these activities are things you don't need a lot of money to do but it forces you to like just have a sense of community Number five, so I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right. Is it Boules? B-O-U-L-E-S? They were playing this game in Denmark a lot. It's like with the balls. Oh, yeah, yeah. It kind of, It's kind of like, um, what, shit, what's that game? Uh, bocce ball. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a, and I, to us, I think it translates into yard games. So any yeah. kind of yard game. Yard what's games. that one yard game you have? That Viking chess. Viking chess. Yeah, that shit's awesome. Yeah, so any kind of activity involving just being outside and playing games. Um, number six was make a fire. Lord Jesus, there's a fire. And we have a really nice little chimnea. Is that what it's called? Yeah. But we, we never have wood. So I think we just need to be proactive and say, hey, we need to, we need to buy firewood so we can just pick have some friends up at come 7-Eleven. over. 7-Eleven. They sell firewood. For real? Yeah. Wow. All right. Cool. Yeah. 
Um, number seven is outdoor movies, which we I used to do that a lot. We used to go to Baltimore. And Baltimore do that. flicks on the flicks from the hill or on flicks the hill. on the hill, and it, it forces you In to picnic and hang out with other people. And, yeah, yeah. Number eight was having a swap party. So this is like when each person brings something that they don't use. So I think this would go really hand in hand with the um, decluttering yeah. episode we did. And so if you have something, you're like, wow, I spent a lot of money on this, but I don't use it anymore. I think you could totally bring that object to someone's house and everyone brings one thing and maybe you could find value in what somebody else has. Yeah, that would be fun. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Who wants to do a, a swap party? <laughs> Message us. Um, number nine is sledding, which you Man. can only do if it's wintertime. <laughs> which is funny. They don't get a lot of snow. But so they mentioned having a winter picnic, which I never thought to have a picnic outside with like hot wine. What is it like mold wine or I don't oh, know how to pronounce I it. I, I drink my wine. I know I prefer to get cozy and come in and have hot chocolate, <laughs> but I thought it was cool just like getting people together to go sledding and like, hey, come back to our house. We're serving hot chocolate and other hot goodies. Yeah. And number 10 is play. Play hard. Just play. Go to a park. Play yeah. with your kid. You don't have to just watch them. Shit, we were playing in the park. Those it was park- fun. Yes. So I think, um, you know, we're happiest when we're involved in engaging in leisure activities, yeah. but I think adults have a hard time of doing things without having a purpose. Like... We need to work to make money. Uh, we need to exercise to lose weight. But why can't we just play to just have fun? Like, yeah. I think we need to do more things just to have fun. And it's hard when you're an adult to remember that. But we need to instill our kid-like vibe back in us. I just agree. play more. Oh, absolutely. And it's it's nice because Lucille really brings that out. Like, now that she's able to roughhouse a little bit more, it's... it's uh, it's fun. Roughhousing is actually very good for child development. Yes. So keep roughhousing, babe. Will do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Is it time for the uh, quote of the day? It is. Quote of the day with Jilly Kostelniak. All right. What do you got here for us? Paper. <laughs> I had to use my paper notes, my handwritten notes. Um, so this quote is from the book that we mentioned, which we will put in the show notes in case you want to read Hugue. or learn more about Hugue because it's pretty Hugue. pretty cool word to use and yeah. sets a really good vibe and tone. Sorry, Denmark, we're stealing your shit. <laughs> so Hugue is all about giving yourself and others a treat. It is about savoring the moment and the simple pleasures of good food and good company. Hugue is about making the most of what we have in abundance and making it the everyday. And I think everything about that word is definitely aligned to us and yeah. our take action is just to Hugue. keep enjoying the <laughs> just to keep enjoying the simple things and realizing that there's a lot of things around us that just bring pleasure and joy to us and we don't need to buy happiness no. we got it right here amongst us we can make it ourselves we can yes it's all about that who was you're lovely with, jilly right? thank you yeah any bloopers you wanted to go over? Oh, For those yeah. of you who are now still listening, you get the pleasure of listening <laughs> to some bloopers from our trip because we had a few of them. Yeah, so I thought it'd be Take funny it away. just to share that there, like, the trip was not perfect by any no. means, um, but there were some funny incidences that happened on vacation. Um, one of them being is that we 
we took we took the we walked to the city, which is about a forty minute walk. Yes, we're in the city exploring, and we were planning on having dinner in the city as well. We had so reservations. We had reservations, and we're hanging out, picnicking, and we're like, "All right, we probably should change Lucille's diaper now because she's getting pretty wet." We were those parents that waited a long time before we changed our diaper. Yeah, we did. Whatever, it worked, and um, so we set her down to change her diaper outside on our little picnic blanket, and we realized that. Mommy and Daddy forgot to pack diapers. We didn't pack diapers, and we had one that was probably two sizes too small for <laughs> it, Lucille. It would have been like a thong on her. Yeah. So we had two <laughs> options. We could either go to the grocery store and buy another pack of diapers, which would mean more diapers coming home with us, or we can walk back home and kind of regroup, which is we took option B. So and I'm glad we did. Which was really nice about that is that because we went back home, we're like, we don't want to venture back into the city for dinner. So Nick had the great idea. How about we just chill here? Let's go dip in the canal because we had yeah. yet to go swimming in the canal, which is like a huge thing in, in Copenhagen. People are just swimming everywhere in the city and it's so cool to watch so we made time to do that and then we just water was cold it was it was cold. but it's rejuvenating it's no wonder they all look young they bathe in cold water and they bike everywhere and they bike everywhere and they're hugin yeah, they're <laughs> but, but yeah we ordered chinese takeout we sat on the patio and had like a little sushi picnic. we what did I say? Chinese. Chinese. Jesus. Two we different had, cultures. No. <laughs> <laughs> we had sushi and um, Lucille loved being outside in the patio. Oh my but God. She, would just she wail loved that and, patio. Yeah. Man, that was great. So yeah, we took a blooper and turned it into a positive. Another blooper is we forgot to feed Lucille solids no we we fed her a lot of liquids we fed her those like pouches those yogurt pouches we didn't have much in the long lines of solid food that day yeah there was one day where i got a lunch and i keep forgetting somehow i don't know why it still doesn't sink in that i have a daughter but i keep ordering food that lucille it's questionable if she should eat it right i ordered a salad that had pickled beets on it i'm like oh lucille loves pickled beets so i took one of the beets and i put it in her mouth and then I had the beat. So lesson for Jill, I should always eat what I'm going to give Lucille first just to make sure mm-hmm. it's okay. So I put the beat in her mouth first and then I ate the beat and the beat was very hard and it was a large beat. I'm like, oh shit, Lucille is not going to be able to swallow this <laughs> or chew it. And sure enough, you could see Lucille like making this noise and the beat slowly starting to come out of her mouth. And I'm like, oh, thank goodness her reflexes are pushing yes. out the beat. But Lesson also for mom, make sure your lunch is easy to eat for your daughter, who is now eating foods. Or Papa should have just <laughs> offered food, but he probably just stuffed it down. Yeah, why is it always on me? I Papa could have yeah. fed her. No, it's, it's, on, yeah. it's on us. So that was it's like never a- on one or one of us. It's on both of us. <laughs> so one day she had a liquid diet. And yeah. It is and what she, it is. And she made it be she known survived. when we got home. And we were like, you know what? We really didn't feed her that much food today. <laughs> so the running she joke was- She calmed down right after yeah. that. <laughs> the running joke was, like, we're feeding her daughter today. Like, yeah. look at us. Watch yeah. us. We're stuffing food in her. So that was kind of funny. That was funny. I think we had one more. I think it was we were going to talk about the TSA or the the, the yes. line coming in. Yes. And we, we, we mentioned it earlier in the podcast. But, yeah, we were in line for getting back into the country, going through customs. And it was about an hour and a half wait. Poor Lucille. It was like her bedtime in Copenhagen yeah, time. She so really she tired. was just exhausted. Um, 
You know, we so didn't have a stroller. Didn't so. have the stroller because it was in the oversized baggage. Mm-hmm. But I carried her, and man, the looks that she got, you know, everyone's like, oh, you guys should be able to jump to the front of the line. Yeah, and so eventually she we, fell asleep. We, yeah, well, she fell asleep. Um, you know, we got closer to the front, and then the, the one of the customs lady who was kind of directing you which line to go into said, you guys come with me, and she put us in line and, and got us through a little bit quicker. So yeah. it was really nice. And, and I will say that traveling with a, a baby was great because a lot of people recognize that and and they go out of their way to help you out so you know it doesn't have to be a nightmare i know a lot of people think that traveling with a baby is an absolute nightmare but it doesn't have to be and i think if you take anything out of this episode it's all about your mindset it is i think it's easy to find the struggle in everything and complain about everything but it's really hard to find the positive and say you know what it is what it is, and we're going to make the most out of it. And I think we did a pretty damn good job of making the most out of it. Oh yeah. I think our mindset is what made the trip that much cooler. And we turned a lot of the quote-unquote problems into just really fun adventures. And I'm excited to share how we do that with Lucille so she can yes. learn, like, you know, there's going to be a lot of problems in life, but it's all about how you make it and approach it. Yeah. And, yeah. and Lucille, if you ever listen to this episode, <laughs> you did amazing on your first international yes. trip. We're so proud of you. Girl, you rocked yes. it. So, everyone, thank you so much for listening. We hope you had some great takeaways from this episode. If you like what you heard, please share, review, comment, write to us. We're yes. happy. To, we're always responding to, to our, uh, our listeners. But thanks for listening, and we will talk to you again next week. See you later, guys. We want to thank everybody for listening today. Please be sure to subscribe and sign up to receive notifications so you know when the next episode is live. If you liked today's episode and know someone who could benefit from the topic we covered, please share it with them. And if you have any suggestions for us and want to chime in on today's topic, you can email us at simplifiedchaospodcast at gmail.com, and that's chaos with a K, or send us a comment on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Thanks again for listening, and we will see you.